Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. We are gearing up here at CTRL for our fall apologetic study entitled The Integrity of the Text, The Authority, Inspiration, Reliability, and Sufficiency of the Bible. Richard Lamborn with you this afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, Bible-believing, born-again Christian, and teacher of Christian thought. I hope you can make it. Part 1 is Saturday, September 24th in the Tampa Bay Center for Christian Thought located inside of Legacy Church in St. Petersburg. The study goes from 4 to 7 p.m. with, of course, ladies and gentlemen, outstanding food in the dinner break from 5.15 to 5.45. Bring whatever study aids you want. There is no charge. We do, however, take donations to the cause. For more information on this study in particular and CTRL in general, go to the website, clarifyandstrengthen.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your understanding will be clarified by this presentation and your convictions will be strengthened. We will be right back. Here's a great opportunity right now to help children and adults receive the good news of God in Christ Jesus. It's called the Mailbox Club. The Mailbox Club prints Bible study lessons for children and adults and sends them out to 88 countries with over 100 languages around the world. In 2021, the Mailbox Club enrolled just over 7.3 million Bible lesson students. 5.5 million enrollees completed the lessons and received a graduation certificate, a 70 percent graduate rate. As a result of the lessons, 3.7 million participants came to know Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. All this for a cost of $1 per student. The Mailbox Club is in Muslim countries, Hindu countries, and even countries like the United States. South Sudan invited the Mailbox Club to put their lessons in every public school in the country. This is an organization worth getting behind. Just go to their website at mailboxclub.org and click on the Give button and help the Mailbox Club continue their mission of spreading the gospel. The church's greatest first century A.D. adversary and most zealous opponent of the gospel, Saul of Tarsus, became the church's greatest working partner and advocate and most zealous proponent of the gospel. He went from being Saul of Tarsus to the Apostle Paul. What happened? Paul met the risen Christ on the road to Damascus. 28% of the New Testament was written by this man, the Apostle Paul. All of this material is in the form of correspondence from Paul to churches and individuals. In 53 AD, the Apostle Paul wrote his second letter to the Christians in Corinth. We do not have his first letter to these believers, so we call his second letter 1 Corinthians. 
Interpreter's Dictionary of the Bible says, quote, In the 3rd century B.C., as the leader of the Achaean League, the city of Corinth came into conflict with Rome. In 146 B.C., the Roman consul L. Mumius captured, burned, and razed the city, slaying its men and selling into slavery its women and children. Corinth lay desolate for a century, then was refounded as a Roman colony in accordance with a decree which Julius Caesar issued in 44 B.C., not long before his death. The city was known earlier as Ephyra, meaning lookout or guard. But now in honor of its new founder was named Colonia Laos Julia Corinthianus, a name which has been found in an inscription at Corinth. The colonists seem to have been freedmen from Italy, with whom soon Greeks and Asians, including many Jews, were mingled. Unquote. In such a place dwelt the first century believers of Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul addresses the subject of the resurrection. Paul writes, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles." And do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No. I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. But he did not raise him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ 
are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people to be most pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the first fruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For he, quote, has put everything under his feet, unquote. Now when it says that, Everything has been put under him. It is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him, who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. C-T-R-L Death awaits each and every one of us. What is beyond that door is the big unknown. The question above all questions really is, when you die, where will you go? The essence of material reality is of such a fine-tuning as to make life not only possible, but to make it so that conscious beings can not only exist, but can also assess its magnitude and nature. Human DNA is an information system a coded language, the eternal, author of both the fine-tuning of the universe and the information code of DNA, has paid for your sins in his Son, Jesus of Nazareth. Will you put your trust in him today? Talk to God and say, Dear God, I am a sinner, but you sent Jesus to die for my transgressions and give me eternal life. I trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior right now. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. After you talk to God, I want to hear from you. Email me at ctrl at tampabay.rr.com or call me at 727-599-1013. I want to help you in the beginning stages of your faith journey in Christ. I have been on mine for 55 years.
Ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to the fall 2022 study in Christian apologetics entitled The Integrity of the Text, The Authority, Inspiration, Reliability, and Sufficiency of the Bible. I will be leading this study at the Tampa Bay Center for Christian Thought located at Legacy Church in St. Petersburg. The calendar dates and times are September the 25th, October the 23rd, November the 27th, and December the 11th from 4 to 7 p.m. with a dinner break from 5.15 to 5.45. This presentation will center on classical and contemporary arguments against the integrity of the Bible and arguments for such integrity. In our lifetimes, here in the United States of America, the Bible is increasingly, quote, out of favor, unquote. Could it be wrong? I hope to see you at this study. For more details, call 727-599-1013 or email me at ctrl at tampabay.rr.com. Paul says to the believers in Corinth, quote, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand, unquote. The good news is that an individual man or woman can be delivered from the wrath of God to come on the great and terrible day of the Lord the great white throne judgment on Judgment Day. That's good news. Jesus says, When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before Him, and He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger, invite you in, needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison, and go to visit you. The king will reply, Oh, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You didn't invite me in. I needed clothes. You didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, 
When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and didn't help you? He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for the one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Men and women are delivered from the power of their sin to bring its eternal damnable consequences when they put their trust in the cross of Christ for their sins and his resurrection for their justification. Men and women who trust Christ as their Savior and are born again by the Spirit of God live by faith in the will of God as directed generally through Scripture and specifically through God's leading in their personal life and work. Paul talks about the saved in Corinth taking a stand. Taking a stand means personally owning the cross of Christ for their sins and the resurrection of Christ for their eternal life. Bible-believing, born-again followers of God through Jesus Christ take a stand for Christ. They take a stand for the exclusivity of the saving plan of God in Christ. They take a stand for the authority of the Bible as the sole and sufficient record of God's salvation history and working in the lives of men and women. They take a stand for the truth of the judgment to come. The words, great and terrible day of the Lord, are the words of the prophet Joel concerning the great white throne judgment of God on judgment day. Joel writes, And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Would you like Dr. Lamborn to come speak at your church or organization? Calendar dates are open and available. For scheduling, call Legacy Church between the hours of 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday through Thursday. On Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, you can call them direct at 727-599-1013 or email him at ctrl at tampabay.rr.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I am out of time for today. Pray for CTRL in our Orlando campaign. Right now, this Christian media presentation can be heard on the radio from Gainesville to Fort Myers and from Tampa Bay to Lakeland. We want to expand the show to a station in Orlando that will send us all the way to Daytona Beach. That way, listeners from Gainesville to Fort Myers and from Tampa Bay to Daytona Beach will hear the Bible explained and the opportunity to trust Christ given. 
It is the cause of Christ, and I ask you to join me in it. Just go to the website, clarifyandstrengthen.com. God bless you for your support. Let not love and faithfulness, mercy and truth forsake you. Keep your eyes on the resurrected Son of Man. Bye-bye, everybody, and favor unto all.